So right. now you're in Florida, and um, you've sent you've sent some pictures, a few at least. Uh, and I had a a computer that's kind of bust on its last legs because I think there were some other garden photos you had sent before, but I can't get to them. But yeah. but you've it's, got it's a, a it's a long time of year for garden photos. So that, that's so. true. So, but you've you've got quite the garden when it's going there well, and you, you I, fish I try. and yeah I try. the um last last year's hurricane really kind of set us back quite a bit because it yeah. destroyed our it destroyed our greenhouse and uh it had a lot of uh trees growing which are food bearing trees they they all got taken out what was the uh, name so of that hurricane i forgot ah i can't remember oh well, that's okay i know i know it was windy it was yeah how far were you from where it land it uh, came down uh, it kind of went pretty close over us. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost a few bits of the house, but nothing too serious. But yeah. um, you said that you actually you lost a bit of your roof, did you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, little bits, not yeah. siding and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. the, off the eaves and stuff like that. But this, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, this house is 101 years old. It's been through a few, so uh, it's well, up to it okay. I think one of the things that really struck me um, a couple of years ago at the in the height of covid is you you said okay this this is it right everything yep. that we've been preparing for that we knew was coming it's being delivered in this package of this scamdemic and you mm-hmm. said at that point you just wanted to make sure that your gardening skills and your you've last year you said you were teaching yourself canning right yeah Yep. And fishing and, you know, so you've dedicated the last several years to really learning some good... Yeah, well, I I, I had a, a fairly decent garden when I lived in Ireland because in Ireland you can basically grow anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a polytunnel, you can grow the tomatoes and all that kind of stuff as mm-hmm. well. And I was doing all that. I had nearly a quarter of an acre all planted out there. I was, I was giving food away to families all over the place. So I had too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you come to Florida and all you've got sand. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and lots of bugs. I know. My mom but, was uh, uh, born and raised in Florida, so I'm aware of how inhospitable. But my granddad, he had an acre in his modest little home, and he and one of my uncles, they could grow anything. Because once you figure out how to um, enrich the sand, or, you know, yeah. basically yeah, yeah. replace it with real dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's... Um as I say, I, I started off with, uh, I, I was buying dirt, believe it or not, and I thought, well, I, I can't, I'd, I'd never envisaged myself buying soil. You know? Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't even good soil, it was sand and soil, kind of mixed up. Mm-hmm. I thought, every, everybody's a con man, everybody's a con <laughs> man, <laughs> you know. And uh, I'm basically, uh, the garden now, we, uh, we have uh, virtually no grass. It's just, it's been so dry for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the price of water is extortionate here, so it's it's hard to uh, actually get water and things. I've, I've got a watering system set up, and I'm going to move things about just now to try and try and use less water to put more stuff in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I've got uh, I've got these trees called pigeon peas. They're great. They 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 grow like crazy. Um, I love pigeon peas. That's a um, one of the islands. I can't remember which, or there's maybe several of them are are kind of famous for that as their cuisine. It's delicious. Pigeon peas. Yeah, I've got maybe six or seven trees growing just now. I'm going to plant some more. Neat. Um, because I've I've just built a chicken coop. 
Ah, well. great. But well, I've still got the roof to go on, but uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's an eight by ten. It's a big thing. Oh, uh, have you have you gotten the, the chickens yet? No, no, I've not no, got a roof no. on it yet. Okay. I don't have, so, I don't have the roof on, so well, can't get the chickens. I've, I've got a few. I've got a few things to do to it. But, ah. uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, but apparently, pigeon peas are very good for chickens, so that's that's good oh. as well. So anyway, yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've got stuff growing just now. I've got broccoli started. I've got spinach, uh, tomatoes, peppers. Uh, what else? I've got uh, I've got um, tree spinach. Ooh, I've never heard oh. of such. Uh, it's got another name, but I can't remember it. Um, it's, it's tree spinach anyway, but you got you got to boil it for twenty minutes because it's got cyanide or something in it. <laughs> but uh, so I, I tell you, I said to Paula, don't worry. It says uh, if somebody comes in this house and tries to mug us, and we've got to feed them. <laughs> so I've got some lovely spinach in the garden you can have, and uh, we'll just do it that way. We don't have to shoot them. Uh, but uh, what else have I got? I'm looking at the window here. Ah, oh, I've got I've got stuff grown. Oh, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, uh, cauliflowers. Oh, I uh, love I'm get all that yeah. stuff done before it gets too hot, but it's yeah. been hot already, so yeah. uh, it's it's kind of hard. But yeah, chickens and uh, food in the garden and fish. Yeah, fishing fishing is good around here. I've yeah. only been doing it for a year, but uh, oh, you you sent the other day, well. the other day you <laughs> sent me an interesting photo of your fishing line, the uh, kayak. Well, the kayak, but you had your the pole in front of it, and you oh, had yeah, the two fish. Yeah, you caught two fish on one line. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's, was a uh, that's one. unusual. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, unfortunately, none of them were big enough to keep. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> one of them looked pretty good size, but you know, ah, uh, those those type they've got to be ten inches longer. Oh, uh, okay. Fisheries people all. Shoot yeah. you or something. Yeah, yeah. Taser you. Well, of course yeah. they will because every agency in this country has been given, you know, major weaponry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but again, it's, uh, you talked about going through the COVID era. The COVID era here, uh, to me, uh, it didn't change anything I did. I didn't I didn't do any of what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd got to the first time they started it in Walmart, went up to Walmart, and they had the, the butchest lady they could find. To stand at the door with her arms behind her back. She must have been ex-military or something. And she's standing with her arms behind her back saying, you, you're not going to get in without a mask, sir. I says, watch me. <laughs> I, 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 I just kept walking. And uh, there's another guy at the door who said, have you got a mask, sir? I said, no. And just kept walking. And nobody bothered me. Mm-hmm. And people saw me doing this. And they had the arrows in the floor to make you walk in one direction. And all this. I deliberately walked the wrong way. And people would be looking at me with their masks on, their scared eyes, and all this kind of thing. And I'd be mm. scuffing the, the arrows to get them off the off the ground, ruining <laughs> them. Uh, and people would say, "You're walking the wrong way." I says, "Does the virus know that? Does the virus know that?" <laughs> and they kind of look at you as if you're mad. Oh, yeah. What what, yeah. You, what are you doing? You're like, what are you doing walking one way in the supermarket? Yeah. It's just crazy. I and tell you, the, the swabbing the hand carts and everything. Oh and yeah. There were a couple of things that happened to me in Canada that what you're talking about, um, the arrows and everything. You I mean, you know, those little pads they put down that show the feet where you're supposed to yeah, stand? Yeah, well, I, I was at the grocery store and I, I didn't even notice that I, I was probably four feet behind the woman ahead of me, just as I would normally be. And the cashier just screamed at me, get back, get yeah. back. And I said, what? And she goes, you've got to stand on those feet. And I'm, oh, oh, it was kind of terrifying. And then there was another building that I walked into. It's, you just have these kind of instinctive reactions. I wasn't even, you know, trying to be a rebel or, a, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But there was a security guard. He was, he towered over me. 
and I had to go through the metal detector, but that was just normal at that building. And I, I, as I was about to step through there, he put one of those thermometer guns up to my head, <laughs> and I said, "Get that away from me!" And he said, I, "I have to take your temperature." And I said, "No, you don't. I have a thermometer in my purse. I've just taken my temperature. It's normal, and and." I'm not having a gun put to my head. A social creature, you need to feel you're part of a pack. By blending in with the flock, you feel protected from attack. Copy what others do, energy saving, thinking hack. Prefer to defer to an authority figure We make use of that You used to say never to me Never again But now you're no more free Than a battery hen You're a born jailbird And when we say the word You're in the clink again If you're trained to wear a muzzle But we allow you out of your pen Then we can tell you It's no longer required But you'll still put it on again your own life's the thing you're helping to destroy Pulling your strings is a thing we enjoy Such a good girl, good boy You want to be a pet, but you're more of a toy <laughs> Human obedience training Human obedience training Mask off! Human obedience training Mask off! Traffic lights! Human the obedience shop. training Stand on that spot! Well, we, we actually went down to the, the city commission office down here during that time to see what they were, they were talking about, the masks and everything, and I, I stood up and spoke. And I had to speak really, really slow so they could understand me. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I, this was right at the start of it. I says, listen, it says, Tony Fauci should be in prison, Bill Gates should be in prison, and if you listen to these people, you should be in prison. <laughs> and, and they were kind of looking at me like, who's this guy? And I said, I ain't taking this. I ain't taking this rubbish. And when, when we went in, it was, again, the gun to the head thing. And I, and I said to the lady, I said, it's 98 degrees outside where I'm standing. It's 98 degrees. Do you think you're going to get a right, you know, a correct reading off of that thing on my forehead? Really? <laughs> I said, just go away. Don't, don't even try. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, uh, the, it's, the it's mind, mindless stupidity yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, Actually, like, you know, I was, I was going to send you a song because I, I, there's a guy in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, He's, he's got, well, he's, he's not a band, but he, he names it like it's a band. It's called Angry North and Boris's Bitches, after <laughs> Boris Johnson. And he's got, he's got one of his tracks. It's called Human Obedience Training. I was going to send you that one because oh, that's, that's, it, that's... I love that, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, a, it's a kind of punky kind of song, but yeah. uh, that's, the words, he's very good with his words. Good. Um, and you take it. And you take it. And you take it. Slap and slap and stroke, and you take it and slap and slap and stroke, and you take it. Slap, 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 slap,
I mean, again, going back to the gun at the head, I, I, I probably mentioned this to Alan, I think, on, on one of the, the broadcasts, probably a couple of times. Every time I used to leave the UK after I got involved in activism, there was 13 times out of 14 I was stopped at the airport. Really? And, and my bag checked and all this kind of stuff. And the only time I wasn't stopped, the person I was with was stopped. Uh-huh. And uh, I, went, I went through one time and this, this guy, he was obviously gay. Obviously gay, and I've nothing against gay people, but I mean, if somebody's going to put their hands on me, I want to know what their sexual orientation is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I said to the guy, I said, hold on a minute, before you start, I said, uh, what's your sexual orientation? He said, that's none of your business. I said, well, it is, actually. I said, you're going to lay your hands on me. You think you put your hands anywhere near my crotch, uh, and you're a homosexual? I don't think so. Oh, I'll get my supervisor. I says, well, go on. So the supervisor comes over. And of course, oh, do you want to go on the flight or not? All this kind of stuff. I said, well, okay, look, see that lady over there? She can come and search me. I've no problem with that. I said, oh, women aren't supposed to, aren't allowed to do that uh, to, to males. I says, but a homosexual is allowed to do it to a man. Are you, are you kidding me? Right, right. And he said, he says, uh, I says, uh, the lady's less likely to get turned on than this guy is. I says, I says, you're no better than Jimmy Savile. And they went ballistic. Oh. They, they went absolutely ballistic. And then this other supervisor came over, this, this uh, obviously gay guy. Uh, that's why he's got the job, because he, he enjoys it too much. And uh, he says, this guy just called me Jimmy Savile. I says, I never called you Jimmy Savile. I says, you're behaving just like him. That's what I said. Ah. You know? And uh, eventually I got somebody else to do their, their hand job on me. And that was that. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, 13 times out of 14 I was stopped leaving the UK. And they said it was a coincidence. Yeah, right. Because there is such a thing as coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, Neil, you are one Scotsman who is not apathetic. No, no, I've never been that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I just, I, how can I put it? I'd be ashamed of myself if I was apathetic. You mm-hmm. know, people say you're proud to be Scots. 
a Scot or you're proud to be this. I, I don't, I don't really see it like that either. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can be proud in an achievement, right? That's mm-hmm. that's why I don't get all this uh, gay pride stuff. Uh, it's it's not an achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, you you were born that way or made that way. Uh, or trans pride. Well, what's to be proud of? What have you achieved? You cut off your penis. I mean, <laughs> what an achievement. Yeah. It's, uh, they, they, Alan, Alan always used to say that, that words are very important. And uh, yeah, you've got to understand the meaning of words. If, if, if you're proud of something, it's because you've done something you're proud yes. of. Yes. Yeah. I know that's what the one that, that always drove Alan just crazy when people use the word homophobic or whatever phobic. He said, oh, I'm yeah. not afraid. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've said that to him as well. He says, you call me a, a homophobe. He uh, says, I, uh, I'm not, I've not got an irrational feel of homosexuals <laughs> at all. I just don't want them touching me there. Yeah, I just don't want me groping me at the airport. I, you know, if, if I wanted them to do that, they'd be doing it in my house, you know. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, people just cower down to anything. The belief in authority, I guess. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. See, this is what we... I, so much of the agenda has rolled in. It is a done deal, and it's just going to keep marching ahead. And I, I think of the – I keep saying this. People get tired of hearing it, but part of the idea behind doing these talks is that it feels to me that we have to concentrate on humanity, uh, the our real humanness and our stories and connecting in that way rather than just constantly reacting. What are they doing to us? You know, who died suddenly last week? It's just because that part of it is over. We're rolling into it. But for as us as individuals, we can still grow food and make music and we can still say, no, you're not touching me there. You're not putting that to my head. You're not, no. Yeah, but uh, it's um again I lost my train of thought. I was listening to you. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, one of one of your uh, earlier talks, the guy was talking about Facebook, how it's uh, you know it, it causes so much strife and it's one of the major causes of divorces and all this kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, how people have been uh, programmed, indoctrinated, uh, and the, the people putting the, the photographs of their children on Facebook and the, the children. Only find out years later that their, you know, their, their baby photograph of them sitting on the potty naked mm-hmm. has, has been all over the internet and stuff yep. like that, and uh, possibly some pervert's been looking at it. Um, and it got me thinking that, that it, it really starts from when you're a baby because your parents indoctrinate you because they've been told they've got to do this to you mm-hmm. for you to be safe as a right. baby. They've got to vaccinate you. They've got to do this. They've got to take you for your checkups. Mm-hmm. They've got to do this. And you as a baby. Have no say in it, Matt. Right. You have no say in the matter whatsoever. And then you grow up, and you you're in this uh, matrix, I guess, where whereby your your parents have have done all this to you, uh, for better or for worse. I mean, it could be worse. It could be, as as you well know, we have a severely autistic boy here, who mm-hmm. is uh, is a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the parents will never accept. Any damage that happens, right, to the to the child, whether it's through vaccination or whatever other other thing they've made them do, whether it's right. uh, they've sent them to a certain school or they've they've made them take certain subjects at school which they didn't want to take, which happened in my case, which I mm-hmm. I deliberately failed them because I wasn't going to do them. That was it. Um, but th- th- then the child grows up and 
they, they, they really haven't had a chance to, to think of anything for themselves because their parents have kind of forced it all upon them, whether they're good parents or bad parents. I mm-hmm. mean, they've, they've, they've brought them up in a certain way, and uh, but it's all conformity mm-hmm. in general. I mean, obviously there are people who homeschool and all the rest of it, but uh, in general it's all about conformity from birth. Always remember, you're covering love's They want your children, Christian education and media, wash their brain when you get old. Heard it said, girl, are you solicitor? And they want you dead. Mass surveillance, population control. They want CCTV in every home. They want your Buddha. They want your gods. They want your science to support their cause. They're everywhere. They're breaking through. And you... Anyone who stands up against it is the one like it when you're speaking out or at the Walmart or at the, you know, saying, no, this Bill Gates, Fauci, this is how we deal with them. They look at you literally like you're a a terrorist or you're a Martian. It's so it is alien to them for someone to stand up for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I I, I got some T-shirts printed. Um, One of them, one of them says uh, COVID-19 and global warming. Uh, two huge hoaxes, one massive agenda. Mm-hmm. And I walk around Walmart and that with these things on, you know, and I've got other ones that say other things. I've got the one about the, the masks, the tests not done, the, you're the guinea pigs, da 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 da. And I've not had one single person uh, stop me and disagree with me, but I've had many, many who agree. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? You'd think that the ones that disagree would be the most vocal. Well, uh, because 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 they picked on you when you were walking the wrong way in the supermarket, mm-hmm. but not now. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the one who picked on me in the supermarket was the cashier. You know, the woman that I was four feet from didn't say anything. You know, the cashier's got a little bit of power. You, yeah, you know? oh, a little yeah. bit of power. All it takes is you know, I'm I'm the cashier. Yeah, but uh, well, again, the cashier they used to have the perspex. Now they don't have the perspex anymore. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I get to the checkout, and uh, I'm, I'm using a, a debit card. And it says, you realize that every single person who's come through here has touched this, this screen here. And I've never seen you wash it at all. So I guess <laughs> they've all got COVID now. You know, it, well, oh, just, Neil, just, you're trying to lose, you're, you're trying yeah. to use logic on these people. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bizarre concept. But uh, just, just while we're on that subject of COVID, the one, the one, good thing I can say that's come out for me is that it made me start to look at the whole virus argument in the first place and really I've come to the conclusion that the whole virus uh, theory is bogus that's that's just my own opinion but uh, the more you look at it the more you see that uh, there's more uh, validity in terrain theory than there is in germ theory well this this is a rabbit hole that I can't go down but I will say this, um, Alan had a friend who is a biochemist and I speak with him sometimes and email with him. And when I started seeing the terrain theory, uh, being promoted, I asked him about viruses and so forth. And he sent me a very interesting breakdown on basically what you see when you're trying to study a virus. Mm-hmm. Under a magnify, uh, 
you know, when you're trying to magnify the virus to see what it is, or when you're trying to magnify it with something like a PCR test. Mm. Um, what I know, the, see, the, the terrain theory for me leaves me cold because it seems to go in this circular argument back to you've just got to boost your own immune system and there's nothing, there is no illness except that comes from within your own body and your, um, your immune system being lowered. But what I know is real is bioweaponry. Oh, yeah. I so, mean, I've, I've no, I've no yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think for a lot of the people who have really embraced terrain theory in, in a, in a big way, it's like there, there literally are no, there, there are no viruses. There are no bacteria. There is nothing except what your, how your body is breaking down because your immune system. And that's like, I think that's, I think that's the extreme terrain theory type stuff. Yeah. uh, Of course, of course there are bacteria. We can see them. Yes. You can can magnify and see them. But uh, you can see, you can see a virus. It just isn't natural. But it's it's It's, not what they say it is. It is not not what they say it is. And it's when you're, what you're looking at is obviously man-made. It's a machine. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, when when they say that they can, they can, uh, they can't find the coronavirus, but they can find the spike protein that connects to it. uh uh, When it, when it's 75 times smaller or something like that. Yeah. Just go, well, hold on a minute. You know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that was just a little side issue. It just made me look at something different uh, than what I'd looked at before. Well, um, I mean, I, I, I so. think we have to. I just the, my other hesitation for jumping into those areas is simply this: if it's being put out there as a kind of thesis antithesis, then I know that whichever side I choose, I'm going to end up in the synthesis. So yeah, what, some, yeah. There's something in between. There's something in between there. Somewhere. Yeah. So for, it's a thinking for yourself, I think. And still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my whole attitude throughout my life has been, uh, I'm not going to get sick. I, I just convinced myself I'm not going to get sick, and I never have been. Well, that's... I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just lucky. But uh, the only time I've ever been at a doctor uh, is sport injuries. Uh huh. That's it. Uh, broken fingers, broken toes. Uh, elbows, that kind of thing. All, all, all soccer, all soccer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when, it, when I came here, actually, I had to go to the Scottish Health Board and request a letter from them because my medical records have been destroyed because I'd been at the doctors for t- over twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know how they can get away with destroying their medical records, regardless of how long it's been. They haven't been at the doctors, but I don't think they do destroy them anyway. They probably just digitalised them and put them somewhere. Yeah, the, the cloud. Yeah, the cloud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need well, a few clouds here. We do. I well, you and I have talked about um, the idea. You you kind of went silent on the writing for a while and didn't really do mm-hmm. any uh, radio. And uh, you know, you were busy gardening and canning and fishing and everything. But we've talked about doing something on a regular basis and and yes. I, I think we've we have actually committed to that so yep yep i, I, uh, I wrote i wrote a little thing yesterday oh great, um, great. I've, it's it's funny Pe- people think you can just uh you know you could just sit down after a few months and write something you, you you have to do it all the time you have to it's it's like anything else you've got to practice 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 yeah you, it's very it's very hard because every every year i do a seasonal job from november to january and that takes me out of the picture completely. I have no time to do anything else. Right. And then, 
so I'm three months out of it, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get back into this now. And then it's the garden needs done, and then it's, you know, it, it's, uh, it's hard. I get well, it. it's the same. It's, I mean, this is, sorry. I'm, no, go ahead. You know. it's, it's the same. I hear, I hear people in the so-called truth movement say, you know, you've just got to get out of the city. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Well, that's, that's just, that's nonsense. It's, it's totally unfeasible for 99.9% of the people. That's right. It's just, I mean, like, like ourselves, we've got a severely autistic child here. There's no way we can just abandon the city and, right. and go and live in the countryside because he needs the services that uh, well the, the few services he does get he needs them uh-huh. uh, and, and access to uh, medication that he is on we have to we have to be somewhere we can get it right. you know and uh, but yeah that, that kind of annoys me when people say oh you've just got to oh I'd start using crypto I mean are these people stupid I mean well, do they think uh, that uh, do they think that the, the power's not going to go off the electricity? Oh, we're, well, we're, we're building our own internet. I say, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. And whose who's infrastructure are you using? Yeah, yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I did the crypto trip a few years ago because, you know, Alan was saying, well, everyone is going that direction and a lot of people want to send cryptocurrency. And even mm. if you don't believe in it as a model, yeah. you know, let, let's look into it. Well, lo and behold... Wouldn't you know that all crypto roads lead to the World Economic Forum? Oh yeah, it's their baby. Yeah. I even I even see when I I, I still watch soccer because I, I, I played soccer for forty years of my life, so I still watch it. I still mm-hmm. enjoy watching it. Um, and they're, they're on the billboards, you know those uh, billboards that go around the the grounds, the, the advertising billboards, the mm-hmm. neon things. They're all advertising cryptocurrency. And you think, do these people really think they're independent? Do yeah. they really believe that? Mm-hmm. The internet goes down. Oh, we've got our own internet. Really? What's going to run that? Oh, well, we're going to produce our own electricity. <laughs> and, and whose servers are you using? And where, have you got satellites? You know, what, you're in, you're in a dream world. Yeah. Well, you know? there, it's going to be bicycle generated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, like Soylent Green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, it's the same with gold and silver. It's the same with gold and silver. I'd, I'd you know, I bought some a while ago and I cashed it in when the price went up. Maybe I mm-hmm. should have kept a hold of it, but I needed the money at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, they say, well, when it all goes wrong, you can always barter with gold and silver. I say, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I says, you want to buy a loaf of bread the last year. What have you got? And you say, oh, I've got a quarter ounce of gold. I say, that'll do. And you, you've spent three or four hundred dollars on that quarter ounce of gold and it's, you've got a loaf of bread for it. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's what's going to happen. And then it says your gold won't last very long. No. Alan always said that we, that people would be bartering with toilet paper. And I think after COVID, we know that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was something else I brought up in the Walmart. They're all, they're all there. Every, every cart had some toilet paper in it, you know, and you think, and they were rationing it. Mm-hmm. They were rationing oh, yeah. toilet paper. And yeah. you go, what is wrong with this people? I says, uh, yes, and the, the price was going through the roof. It was like uh-huh. $20 for 20 rolls or something. I don't know what it was. I, was, I wasn't buying it. I said, well, I, I always buy in bulk anyway. So I'd all, I'd, well in advance of this stuff, I had stuff stored anyway. So it, um, I said to him, has nobody had a washcloth? That's right. That's right. I was just, free. yeah. I, I was just thinking, you know, th- these youngsters don't realize that some of us actually wore cloth diapers when we were babies. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah, well, my, my first house when my, my dad was a single parent, we lived in our tenement, uh, an old tenement in Edinburgh. We had an outside toilet. Yeah. Uh, that was in the that was in the mid to late sixties. Yeah. No. No. 
So uh, it was, yeah. it's not that long ago. No, and especially for Americans who've we've we've really had a comfy, comfy life here for generations. So yeah, well, we we were in Edinburgh in the winter. It was you know, it could be minus twenty, and you had to go downstairs outside the toilet, share a shared toilet uh, for the whole tenement. Uh, no. You know, no telling what state it was in. I was young. I was, I was probably lucky enough not to remember. <laughs> I don't know. Those trauma wounds are deep, Neil. Yeah, deep. yeah, yeah. I've probably, I've probably woefully forgotten it. <laughs> well, listen, I think we should save room. You should send me some music, and then I'll plug in little bits, and we are going to start doing something, um, maybe not in the real history format. I'm kind of hoping that we do it as a, a Reality Bites radio. Yeah, I kind of think I need to get back into doing yeah. that kind of thing anyway. So that, that's, it's, it's, that's say, my nudge. <laughs> yeah, that's a nudge. Oh, you're part of the nudge unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I don't know if I I don't know if missing it's the right word, but I think I should be doing something. That's that's. Uh, yeah, you, you've got a you've got a great voice. You've got a great speaking voice and a great writing voice. And oh, and be sure to send me the link and uh, that of the article that you just wrote yesterday, and we'll, oh, we'll attach do, yeah. that to this too. Oh, it's, so. just, it's basically, it's basically uh, the the guy I was telling you about before, um, Angry North. He, mm-hmm. he did the his last song was called Fifteen Minute Cities, and it's just a, a little. Oh, great, great. Just, uh, I mean, I don't know how long you want to go on, but just another little anecdotal story. There's a little bar here in town uh-huh. that takes ca- that takes cash only, uh-huh. and uh, they closed down when COVID hit. They were forced to close down, and then they, when they reopened, uh, there was still some of them were refusing to open, and they opened. So I thought, right, we'll go. We'd never been there before, and main policy, right? They're they're opening, so we'll go down and support them. Because they've opened against against the the wishes of the the local right. council, right? So I went down there, went down there. So over time, you know, it was it's mainly men that go there. So Paula wasn't really what that bothered about going. So maybe every second or third Saturday, I'll go down there, and I, you know, I kind of know the guys there now and talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. And three years ago, I remember showing the owner, right, the the Great Reset book. Right, the cover of it anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the actual book with me, but mm-hmm. I, I showed the cover. I says, Do you know what it's all about? I says, It's all about this. It's all about this. I says, uh, and this is, this is involves no cash, social credit system, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I says, Half your customers won't be allowed to buy drink because they've got health conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, they won't, they won't, uh, they won't have any cash anyway. Mm-hmm. So th- these people are going to put you out of business. Because you're a cash business and you need to be a cash business. And mm-hmm. I, I know how that works because I had a cash business. Um, and they just looked at me with glassy eyes. But the more time's gone on, I also told them they wouldn't have a car because I thought one way to get through American men is to tell them they're going to lose their car, right? <laughs> that's, 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 uh, you know, it's better than sex for lots of them. I see how much money they spend on them. Jeez, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's atrocious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I said, you're going to lose your car, you know. Ah, no, 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 no. And I, I said the electric cars are just a scam. And I, again, I think the electric cars are just being set up to fail. Oh, sure. That's Absolutely. It's just you know. a, it's pie in the sky to keep people occupied for a brief little while. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, they're highly dangerous. But, uh, yeah. That's another story. Oh, you mean but, you don't uh, like a, to drive something that might just spontaneously combust? Come on, where's your yeah. sense of adventure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as long as I can get out of it and it doesn't lock me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, well, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, you have no car, but you won't need one because you'll be living in a 15 minute city. That's it. Uh, and, uh, they're going, what are you talking about? And just this, just this week, 
they announced uh, some place in Colorado, I think it was, was going. To, I don't know. How, it might have been an old video. Uh, they said it was going to be the first 15-minute uh, city, but uh, just last or earlier this week, uh, Fort Myers in Florida has just announced they're going to be a 15-minute city. Really? And I showed that to the guy down there. He says, eh, "Look at that! There's your 15-minute city. I told you it was coming. I, uh... I told you it was coming." And they go, "Ah, you're a right-wing extremist conspiracy theorist." Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you, you know, Neil. Uh, you know what? You know what I say about the far right? We've been right so far. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I read something. I, I think that it was in England. I read it just the other day, but didn't really retain it wholly. But it was some MP who was receiving death threats, um, and he, he just for proposing a fifteen-minute city. And he said, "We were just talking about it." Uh, we, we didn't vote on it. We didn't pass any kind of bill. There's no legislation, but he's getting death threats, and I'm thinking, yeah. well... Well, I, mean, I, I, I doubt he's getting death threats either. I think that's just uh, more of the, the right-wing extremist kind of propaganda. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of these guys get death threats. I think it's just... Uh, yeah, uh, people are too apathetic. I mean, anybody in their right mind who, who truly believes in what they're doing, like yourself, like I, I try to do, like other people I know try to do, uh, just try to get information out. No, nobody would do that. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody who knew what a 15 minute city was and understood what was behind it would, would, would do that. No. So no. I think that's, again, it's propaganda. It's, it's no. more of the terrorist threat. It, exactly. It just ties into the picture that they like to paint that anyone who, um, is against their plans is obviously insane. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, to say there's, uh, there's no legislation in place, there's uh, our town here, I'm saying it, Paul, we need to get back down there again to the City Commission and uh, start seeing what they're up to because they've got a plan called Envision uh, Lake Wales. That's where I live, Lake Wales, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Envision. And you look it up and it's, it's, it's all about 50-minute cities without actually saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're pedestrianising loads of areas downtown mm-hmm. in this uh, multi-million dollar programme and nobody goes downtown. It's mm-hmm. like a ghost town, you know. They've got a liquor store down there, and that does very well. But, uh, you know, why wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, so that's, that's what's uh, it's, it's happening in every small town. They spent three years upgrading uh, US 27 and uh, SR 60, which crosses where we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years they spent doing that, and I can't see any reason for it. There's no factories getting built. There's no hospitals getting built. Nothing like that. It's just they've just destroyed these roads and redone them. And I think, well, what's what's going on there? Maybe we're going to be a 15-minute city and they're going to put roadblocks there. I don't know. Well, I think that's possible. I mean, that you, you recall that Alan would talk about that from time to time, and you can see it when you're driving, especially on any big interstate, that mm-hmm. they have got lots of places so that they can completely barricade the off-ramp, you're stuck. Yeah. yeah, most of the ones in the UK are like that. Yeah. And they, they built barriers for miles mm-hmm. and miles and miles and miles. Yeah. You can't get off the road. No, those are all over Canada too. I mean, yeah. on the main on the main freeways. And I, that's a very yeah. good reason for, you know, rebuilding something yeah. that where there are no factories. It's just... Yeah. Well, again, uh, the UK... Uh, 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 people in the, in the US, I think, in Canada, I don't know what it's like in Canada, maybe it's similar to UK, but literally on the highways and even minor roads, there, there are cameras every 100, 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Literally. Every mm-hmm. single, uh, no, every other light post yeah. has got a camera on it. Yeah. And uh, everywhere you go through the cities, 
everywhere. Cameras, cameras, cameras. And the, the thing is, you know, we, we, we hear politicians or police officers or something saying, oh no, you're not allowed to film me here, you're not allowed to film me here. You know, I don't give you permission. I say, well, you know, and I've, I've had this out with the Masons actually, because the, the second largest Masonic lodge in the world is right opposite the Irish Parliament with a tunnel between the two, believe it or not. And, uh, the Masons turned up there one day and we were at a protest there. And we were, we were waving five, uh, five euro notes at them and saying, here, take our money now, just cut out the middleman. Here, take it, take it. <laughs> and, uh, they, they, were getting, they, they were saying, don't film us, don't film us. We don't, we don't consent to being filmed. I said, you've got cameras all over your building filming me. I don't consent to that either, but I yeah. don't have a choice, do I? That's right. Yeah. So, just another little anecdotal story. <laughs> uh, I like, the, I like opportunities. I like, if I see an opportunity to do something, I'm going to do it. Well, good. Without getting, without getting myself in trouble. Good. I, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I hope that's not coming through on the recording. That's the first I've heard it, but, um, so far, so good. I guess we sh- can wrap it up here and then I'll plug in some music. You'll send me some stuff and we shall make a date to, to do another recording very soon. No but before I sign off, if there is some, you know, other burning thing that, that you wanted to, to get out there. Oh no! I'll uh, I'll think of it when I when I hang up. Yeah, that's the that's way, way it goes. With, with, with Alan. Like the the first the first broadcast, I said like on Awake Radio, I was really nervous uh-huh. because because Alan was so knowledgeable, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to make a fool of myself here. And uh, I I think after the first thirty seconds, he spoke for most of the show. I thought that was easy. Wow! <laughs> and I said, I won't. <laughs> But I got a little bit more confident. I started asking some questions after that. But uh-huh. I, I do, I do remember one one show. I can't remember what the topic was. Uh-huh. But I had, and I, I, I never usually prepared much. I just thought, oh, we'll, we'll come up with a subject and it'll just go where it goes, kind of thing. But this one, I'd, I'd written down a few questions because I wasn't sure the the answer was going to be. And within ten minutes, he answered every single one of them. And I, I said, I said to Alan, I said, we'll go to piece of music now. And we spoke off air. I said, Alan, just answers every question I had for the next hour and fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do now? And we just winged it. That's the way it was. Well, that's they were your talks with him were always um, popular and entertaining and enjoyable, and you always I held like your to, own. I like to think we put some humour in it. Yep, because you did. you've got to, you've got to. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Alan, Alan's talks, listen, to Alan's talks, I would never have been on the radio. I would never have even thought of doing it. And I thought, yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a bit, a bit arrogant, I suppose. I think that guy's just reading articles. I can do that. You know, but uh, but I, I thought, well, no, I can't because he's got way more knowledge than me. Yeah. And, uh, I, but I can read the articles. I can just just put my opinion in. That's all it's going to be, in my opinion, yeah. uh, backed up with a little knowledge. And what and what I will say, I I I listen to your other talks with uh, you, you've done six now. Seven uh, actually, I posted the seven. So I've done another one. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I'd, I'd listened to them and I I thought you know. Uh, People talked about downloading Alan's talks and, and uh, listened to them over and over again, week by week by week by week, and, and I, I did the same. But what I also did was I took a note of every book he mentioned and I went out and tried and bought them all. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot of the ones he mentioned and a lot of them I couldn't get. Uh, unfortunately, they're still in my dad's loft in Devon as well. So, um, but yeah, that's what I did. I went out and bought every single book I could find because, you know, it, it's not that I didn't believe what he was saying, but he always said, you know, go check it for yourself. That's in their mm-hmm. own words. Da, da, da. Here's the book. Da, mm-hmm. da, da. So I said, right, I'll go and buy it. And well, I and I just mentioned that the other day too. 
you know, Alan always said, do your own homework and do your own reading and everything. And I think that he knew that people needed to be armed with more than, well, Alan Watt says, you know, you need to go right to the source material and be able to say who said it when and what context. And I mean, and, and that being said, you and I know that facts don't matter. When people no. are not ready to hear truth, it doesn't matter what you hit them with. They don't want to know it. But at least you know. Yeah. But the, the, the thing with the books was it, it clarified what he was saying. Because you, you read the whole book, right? You didn't just get the book and, and it was on page so-and-so and so-and-so. You read the quote. But you already heard the quote. You know, you read the whole book and the whole, the whole context of that book. And that, that quote was in there. But it related to the rest of the book as well. Yeah, and yeah. You, you learned and learned and learned as you went, and uh, I I used to devour those books. So I just I, and some of them, like you said, H.G. Wells, most, most boring writer you could ever imagine. Yeah. And he's and you, you plow through it, plow through it, and you go, aha, there's a gem. That's there it. it. Is. Yeah. 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 There's, there's probably I'll probably think of something else as soon as you know. But well, uh, I'm so hitting much. I'm hitting the stop. This has been a lot of fun for me, and I'm looking forward to adding in some music and some photos and, and putting this out there and then talking to you soon. You said okay, you're going to awesome. get your setup going, and, and uh, we'll, we'll do uh, that. Hopefully. I've, we've been yeah. kind of donated a, a second-hand laptop, which I've put the broadcaster on, so hopefully we can get it working again. I, I don't know why we're having so many technical problems. It just be, seemed to be week after week, and it was never the same thing. Mm-hmm. You'd have it set up one week to work, and it worked perfectly fine. Then you go to do it again, and it's something else wrong now. What's yeah. every single week there was something else? Well, you know, I just just as a piece of encouragement here, a bit of encouragement. Um, Alan used to say, often, oh, you know, if you're going to do the right thing, everything is going to go wrong. Oh yeah, and he said <laughs> it's just a given. Uh, that's been my, the story of my life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Pleasure. I've had a great time, and I will look forward to talking to you soon. We shall do it again. Okay. All right. Thanks thank for you. All right. Cheers. Take care. All right. You too. Oh, uh-huh.